Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You're listening to Sister Speak. Um, let me start by saying Ramadan Mubarak to all of our listeners. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, today's show, we're going to be discussing Ramadan and how to plan for it. But before I get into it, we have a very special guest with us today. If she wants to introduce herself real quick. Assalamu alaikum. Sorry, I muted myself. <laughs> um, it's no to be here. <laughs> um, my Thank name's you Sonia. For um, yeah, no worries. Uh, um, absolute pleasure. Great. Um, so let me just start by saying that Ramadan is the ninth month in the Islamic calendar and it is the holiest Islamic month. Um, it's one of the five pillars of Islam, making it compulsory for all um, Muslims to fast during this month. Ramadan is meant to be a time that you use to bring you closer to your to Allah and really increase your faith by detaching yourself from what is considered to be worldly pleasures and really focus on your worship. Um, the Prophet ﷺ said, when the month of Ramadan starts, the gates of the heaven are opened and the gates of hell are closed and the devils are chained. Um, so fasting is more than just abstaining from eating and drinking from dawn to dusk. There is more to it than that. Um, for example, we fast to be reminded of the suffering of those less fortunate than us. Hence why charity is very heavily recommended and considered to be a great act of worship in all months, not just this one, but especially um, this one. Fasting is also a way of detoxifying yourself physically and spiritually and I'm no expert but there are great health benefits including um, weight management improving your immune system and your metabolism and your pressure and all that sort of stuff um sorry that you're the biologist so maybe you know more details or whatever that you can add later but um it's also a way of keeping away bad habits and impulses that a lot of us have you know it's not enough to just stay away from food for however long you should also be abstaining from swearing backbiting fighting etc you know one hadith says fasting is a shield or protection from the fire and from committing sins so we really all should be avoiding things that are considered to be impure um, one other thing to mention as well is that it's crucial that you just don't go kind of like back to the sins and the bad deeds that you left behind before you started fasting. Um, you shouldn't be returning to anything that's haram just because Ramadan is over. Um, remember, just don't take away from the rewards that you gained by giving in to like Shaitan post Ramadan. You should be continuing with all the good deeds you performed during this month after it as well. You know, we all need Allah's guidance and forgiveness and what better month to achieve it than now. Um, another hadith says, whatever... Sorry, whoever observes a fast during the month of Ramadan out of sincere faith and hoping to attain Allah's rewards, then all of his past sins will be forgiven. So it is a <clears throat> sorry, so it is important that we increase our patience, our compassion and demand, and inshallah we all gain the most rewards from this Ramadan. Um, so just a little background. Yes, Jazakallah for that background, Rukaya. And that was very beneficial for and a very good reminder as well. And if we have any non-Muslim sisters listening as well, that's just like a brief intro into what Ramadan is. And it also says that it is um, obligatory for everyone who is capable of fasting to fast. We know this because Ramadan is one of the five pillars of Islam. And it's also said in the Quran in Surah Baqarah, Ayah 183, O you who believe fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you, so that you may fear Allah. And in Surah Baqarah, Ayah 185, it says Ramadan is the month in which the Quran was revealed as a guidance for mankind. And then it goes on to say, so those of you who witness the month must fast and then list those who are exempt. So that's a brief intro into Ramadan. So now we're going to get started into the show, which is planning for Ramadan. And we're going to, we're going to, the first thing we're going to address is 
what are the benefits of preparing for Ramadan? Obviously, I have my list, but I'm going to ask our guest first, Sonia, who actually has a lot of job roles in her life. What do you think are the benefits for preparing for Ramadan and how did you prepare for Ramadan this year? Thank you, sister. Um, well, this year has been quite a different year because um, me and my husband, we live separately um, in different countries. But Alhamdulillah, he's came here now um, and we also have our first child together. So everything's quite new. So I felt like this year I really needed to prepare because everything's a lot like different, especially like being able to organize my time as well. Um, so what I did was I got a diary, like a, a Ramadan one. I don't know, you see them advertised quite, quite often before Ramadan. So I got a journal and I was able to plan out like um, doors that I wanted to do, um, bad habits that I wanted to correct, um, things that I really wanted to focus on, um, something that I found difficult after having um, my son was praying on time. So I made... Um, a point of being able to make sure that I did that on time because I felt that was really stressing me out even before Ramadan so I thought if I wrote it down it's, it'll be a goal to be able to achieve um, and I always feel like even for new Muslims as well is that if you set like small even the smallest thing the like smallest target that you want to hit like smallest goal that you want to get um, inshallah by the end of Ramadan you'll have hit it like I, my first Ramadan was in 2018 and I set a goal of just being able to, simple thing to be able to pray without the use of YouTube. Um, and Alhamdulillah, I was able to do that. And then the second Ramadan was I wanted to be able to do not just the, um, the, like the, 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 um, the salahs that we have to do, but also the sunnah ones as well, which Alhamdulillah I did. And then I wanted to incorporate being able to read the Quran. I didn't set a goal of being able to complete it fully because I thought, especially with like working and um and things going on in my private life I felt like I need to be like realistic um but this year then this year um alhamdulillah I've like made lists of what I wanted to do indoors and things like that so I think that's really really helpful so yeah oh my god jazakallah for that Sonia no worries no, that's actually really, really insightful, especially getting a different perspective, because like you said, you are like newly recently married and a new mother, mashallah. So that was really, really insightful. And I agree with Sonia, it's very good to plan and it's never too late to plan. A lot of people may say, well, we're in the first week of Ramadan, it's already started. Is it too late to plan? I mean, of course, it is amazing if you start off strong, like Sonia did, like creating a list beforehand. But at the end of the day, it's never too late. You can always pick up where you currently are. And I think one of the benefits of planning is that it's not about being so detailed oriented orientated or like literally following it to the t it's like sonia said it's about having some goals that you want to achieve and having a plan helps you achieve those goals in ramadan because as we know like it can pass by so quickly like sometimes you look back and you're like oh my god what did I actually do in this Ramadan? And the world, as we know, it doesn't stop when we are fasting. We're still expected to study. We're still expected to work. We're still expected, if we have families like Sonia, to like look after our families, etc. So I think what Sonia said is really important, that having a plan can help you fill in those extra acts of worship and achieve goals. And before we list some more benefits, what about you, Rawaydah? What do you think? Yeah, mashallah, that was very, very nice. Um, as Sonia said, like it's really nice to set small goals, and I think that's something that's so important. But personally, in terms of um, 
things why it's beneficial to prepare for Ramadan I think for me like there's an adjustment in my schedule because most of my ibadah takes place at night time and I want to like benefit the most at night and pray the tarawih prayers and everything else and I want to make sure that I do those with my full attention and that I'm okay I'm not tired or sleepy while I'm doing them so for me um, planning my Ramadan really involves like shifting my schedule entirely and um, yeah I'll talk about that later inshallah but um, as Allah says in the Quran Allah says in Surah Al-Isra Ayah 78 and 79, he says, Observe the prayer from the decline of the sun until the darkness of the night and the dawn prayer. For certainly the dawn prayer is witnessed by angels. So like, yeah, as I said, these prayers, these night prayers are really important. So planning for Ramadan, for me personally, involves a shift in my schedule. But I don't know, Rukaya, if you have anything to add to that as well. Yeah, I agree. It is really important to prepare for anyone really, regardless of like your private life and stuff, just to make sure you're really reaping the benefits and like making sure you achieve everything that you want to, whether you have different goals, um, Ramadan related and like just related to your um own life and stuff like that. You know, um, like personally, like last year, I didn't really plan for Ramadan because like it was during lockdown and I didn't really have any priorities and stuff like that. But this year, um, I'm a student again, so I have exams and lectures and like other commitments that I have to factor in. So planning was a lot more important this year to make sure that I'm getting everything done um, on time and just making sure that I'm using my time wisely as well. Um, like personally, I I just never stick to like, um, do you know those plans where you literally write from like two to three, I'm going to do this and then four to five, I'm going to do this. Yeah, those just never really work for me. Um, even when I used to study, I never used to stick to it so this this year what I've done is I've just kind of like made a daily checklist every morning I'll just like write the list of things that I need to get done before the end of the day and it kind of like relieves the pressure of having to stick to a very specific tight schedule because that way like you know the ones if you write like two to three and then you don't do whatever you wrote you're going to do the whole plan just kind of crumbles so I found like just making a checklist and making sure they get everything done on that list at the end of the day by the end of the day um it just kind of gives me more freedom to do things kind of like freely if that makes sense um but yeah that's how I've decided to do it this year inshallah and hopefully like I mean so far so good in terms of me trying to like manage my time properly yeah, I just I just want to add on there. Do you know, like, it, yeah, I I agree that it, do, it is important to like sort of plan ahead, like especially for Ramadan, um. But as well, I think for new Muslims as well is it is good to plan, but at the same time though, don't stress yourself out, um. Because I remember my first year and like my second year, like when you're having a lot of people and mashallah, they've got like the all these goals and they're so goal orientated and they're so like focused and mashallah, like motivated, and yet then you feel like sort of bad and guilty and it starts to like maybe your mental health starts to get affected because you're thinking you're not doing enough and that you're you feel like you're having to prove to others when really you need that your intention is for Allah and Allah only and um, so I think it's really important that you 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 do plan ahead but don't stress yourself out if you don't achieve everything maybe create like to be able to follow those good habits afterwards after Ramadan as well or even set it like for for the next year you know like always have that intention um but one thing is, I would say, is don't stress yourself out too much. Um, I know last year it was, 
it was like quite difficult for me because I was pregnant and everything during lockdown and stuff. Um, and this year I've got my list, I've got everything prepared. Um, and obviously working around a, a baby as well, it can be quite hard. So it is benefiting me. But at the same time, I'm not going to stress myself out, if that makes sense. Definitely, definitely, definitely. That is very true what Sonia said. And we have a comment from Anna saying that one thing that's really helped me is to put a Quran in each room. So there's always one at hand when I find time to read throughout the day. So that's another way that you can... Um, have some it's like a plan but it's not a plan at the same time it's more of like a reminder so that's quite a good tip so I was literally going to say exactly what Sonia said that the purpose of planning is not for you to literally map out your entire day and make sure you follow it strictly and if you don't follow it you failed the purpose of planning is for it to be a guide and it's for you to help prioritize your Ramadan so in my opinion one of the best ways to plan is via a table rather than a to-do list um so you make a table with all, well this is how I like to plan you make a table with all the days of the week so and I think this is better for students as well so like Monday to Sunday at the top and then if you want to add timings like on the side you can but it's not compulsory and then you fill in the table starting with your salah first so like you fill in your salah first the salah times and then start with things that are compulsory so for example if you're in school you put in like in school from like the times of 8 a.m to 3 p.m or if you're working from like 9 to 5 you put in like 9 a.m to 5 p.m at work and then anything else that you want to put in whether that's nap whether that's read quran do a zikr you fill that in afterwards like the purpose of the plan is to is to see what your goals are and what you're capable of doing and to help give you a guide so that you're not just wasting time like scrolling on your phone you know you you're working towards your goal that's one way you can plan or you can get a ramadan planner or diary these have become i think a lot more popular this year um just as how you have like homework planners for people who are in school you can get one from ramadan it's never too late and i think also getting a ramadan journal as well is actually somewhat a bit more beneficial than a diary because a journal is about reflection so if you get a journal it allows you to look back at your day and actually assess where you are in your journey to completely completing your goals and um if you want to switch it up you can and adjust it and i think have some goals like sonia said keep these goals like personal to you and private to you they shouldn't be for like anyone else and you shouldn't be comparing your goals to other people because I think that's when stress and like competition comes in when ultimately like Sonia said like we are here for Allah we are doing Ramadan for Allah but still have some goals that you want to achieve they can be small no goal is too small or too big and a plan will help you achieve your goals and I think that's why planning is important and also we're going to, I think we should talk about the normative planning as well. So like things that are non-religious, I think planning your sleep is so, so important. Adults already don't get enough sleep. A lot of adults don't get enough sleep and we all know our sleep can really suffer during Ramadan. So obviously I think it'll be very hard to like sleep throughout the night because of Tarawih, Suhoor and all of those things. But I think you should try and filter in some naps into your daily schedule because napping can actually help you get a good night's well not a good night's sleep but get a good sleep get enough sleep even though you're not sleeping throughout the night and 
the last thing I want to say also is plan your meals, ladies, especially because a lot of women are prone to having anemia. Um, plan your meals. You don't have to cook your meals all in one go, but I would say if you are able to do some type of meal prep, you should. It doesn't have to be a big cookout on a Sunday where you make like 10 meals. It can legit just be you making a double of a portion. So like if at Iftar you're going to eat rice, instead of making rice for like one person if you live alone, make rice for two people so that you eat half at iftar and you have the other half at suhoor so you're eating properly because ultimately we're doing ramadan for a month and we want to be able to carry out all the acts of our worship and stay strong and helpful and mums as well i know sonia you're a mum so maybe you can add some more um info of this but i think mums may find this useful that i don't think mums should feel shy to um, order some food or get someone to even meal prep their food because I think subhanAllah we have to be very careful to not allow our mothers to be in the kitchen throughout the entire Ramadan like don't let the kitchen steal your Ramadan subhanAllah because I think a lot of women they find themselves spending all their time in their kitchen during Ramadan and ultimately Ramadan isn't about food like Rukeya said at the beginning of the show it's not about not eating that's not the purpose of Ramadan the purpose is to worship and reflect so we shouldn't let things like oh we're cooking for the family take away from that so I don't think we should feel shy to share the task if we have to and other families other family members as well I think other family members should chip in because just as how they're busy doing their acts of worship the mothers or the sisters or the wives are, or can also be busy doing their acts of worship as well so I think it's really good as a way to help and gain extra reward Hi, yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Like, especially being a new mom, I think it's really important, like prep, meal prepping, um, and as as well, um, because I'm currently staying with um family at the moment, so we're taking it in turns and also helping each other in the kitchen. So, and one of the things is that when you make a lot of food, even if there's some left over, yeah, use it for sahur, or even if you can put it in the fridge for the next day, you can have sort of like half of it, and then maybe something different, half something different as well. And as well, like in Ramadan, it, you're supposed to be like healthy um to eating healthy so i always think that you sh that if you prep things for example today i've prepped um because i'm making lasagna today actually i've already made the sauce and things and i'll finish it off um later on um, and then hopefully inshallah it'll be ready for iftar for everybody um so i'm cooking today and my um, my stepmom she cooked yesterday so and then obviously like helping like washing dishes and things i think it's really important for everybody um not just the not just the women as well i think the guys as well to help and help um with, with the women also because I think it brings you closer together as well and, and also you learn things as well um, but definitely meal prepping is a massive help um, especially in Ramadan especially like because we do have longer days alhamdulillah it's getting a little bit shorter <laughs> but it's still long um, yeah so I do agree with that yeah yeah 100% Jazakallah here for that and we've got a comment here from Fatima Adam that says true we spend lots of time in the kitchen and actually yeah I definitely agree with that as well um but we're gonna move on now inshallah and talk about our previous Ramadans pre-covid or even for you Sonia maybe pre-marriage or pre having your baby um what was that like and maybe a comparison between the two so i'll start with you sonia wow <laughs> pre-covid 
Um, well, to be honest, last year, because I had a um, complicated pregnancy, I didn't I didn't actually partake in Ramadan, but also providing for for um, my husband, because it was his first Ramadan together in the same country. Um, for him, it was really difficult because it, it where he from because he's from Egypt. It was a lot shorter, but here it's a lot longer. So he did struggle. So I did try to make sure, like he tried to like, get the, his favorite things that he liked, and um, things that like like soup. Like he would always start with his soup, where before I didn't start with his soup. Um, but then going back to like 2019, um, to be honest with you, now I feel like because I was like pretty much the only one because I was like living with my brother and I was the one fasting. Um, and just thinking what I wanted, what I liked and things and and didn't really have to think about others. So that's really new to me because I always like for the 2018 was my first Ramadan, 2019 my second. Um, I just pretty much went off what I wanted. I didn't really have to think about others. And I always sort of kept myself to myself other than um, setting goals to like being able to pray without the help of YouTube. Um, 2019, I wanted to do go to the night prayers at the mosque to do Tarawee, which I did, alhamdulillah. Um, but now with a husband and a child, it's like I, I really planning is really essential for me right now. Um, just as I'm doing this, I'm actually feeding my baby at the same time because um, he's on a different schedule from me. Um, so it is all new and it, it, it does have its struggles. It does. Um, and being able to get that, I do ask my husband to help me. And mashallah, he does help me, um, especially with the baby as well. Um, if I need to pray, he'll he'll make sure that. The little ones like sorted out so we like take it in turns i think it's like martial arts like really helpful um but yeah thinking back to the last ones it was it feels like as if i was selfish if you get what i mean um being able to focus on what i wanted to do and everything but now having to consider others as well so it is like no, alhamdulillah it is like an eye-opener and it is like being able to help me to progress as well and see things from like a wife's point of view and a mother's point of view. Um, but I always do think having a great partner there to be able to help as well, alhamdulillah. Jazakallah for that. And like you said, Sonia, I think it must be quite different to go from like having to only think about yourself to now be thinking about other people. And I don't think that's selfish in any way at all. I don't think that's selfish. I think that's more of the um, reality for a lot of women as well, because it's quite a big transition and no one ever really talks about that transition. So Jazakallah for that, Sonia. Um, I was going to talk about previous Ramadans in relation to exams, but I don't know about you, Rikay, as well, because I think you're like me, like you've had all your Ramadans in exams? Because I know I have, except for this year. Yeah, literally 100%. Um, when Roida asked about like pre-COVID, I think last Ramadan was like the best one for me, which is probably strange considering like the circumstances with COVID and all that sort of stuff. But I really think I gained the most last Ramadan, like especially during like the difficulties at that time. It really made me realise like, it kind of just let me kind of like fall back on like my religion and my worship and all that sort of stuff. Like, um, like it was it still is like quite a difficult time because we're not completely over it and stuff like that um now but it is it was more like fresh and like scary back then so i really kind of like relied on allah and um kind of um used his um guidance and support and it was like the perfect opportunity too when ramadan came um like this year not too long after the first lockdown but in relation to what you said um about exams yeah um last year like i said there was no school um alhamdulillah but um previous ramadans i've literally had like 
exams the exam period was actually like Ramadan the entire time it was actually quite stressful because like you said about earlier about um your sleep schedule having school and exams and revision to kind of factor in um while fasting is a bit of a struggle sometimes because like it's just it takes a lot out of you and it can be quite draining and you feel so you feel yourself having like low energy so there was that um so having like this year I'm also going to have exams like I said earlier I'm going to have to factor those in into my schedule um which I haven't done in a while um because exams have been cancelled like I said last year but um yeah it's 100% different this year and compared to last year pre-covid and even compared to um exam seasons because well like I said like all nighters I've had to pull from like I haven't I used to like not sleep um between like um after Isha and like all the way up to Suhoor just because I found that that was the easiest time for me to revise having to like factor in naps after I got back from school and then waking up again to revise to cook and all that sort of stuff yeah it was it was a lot so this year is a lot more like a slower pace alhamdulillah but um yeah because it's like the Easter holidays and all that sort of stuff but yeah Definitely. I can completely relate to that because like you, I've always had Ramadan during like exam season and I've always, because I've always continued in my education. This is actually the first year that I'm experiencing Ramadan that I don't have exams. Last year, a couple of exams overlapped into Ramadan, but Alhamdulillah, I've always fasted and I've always been able to fast. I know a lot of people um, don't fast during their exact during Ramadan if they have exams. But we have to remember that it's not necessarily like an excuse to have exams for not to not fast. And with fasting comes reward. Like I think when you look back at like your previous Ramadan sometimes, like especially when you're in exams, like you said, Rukia, like pulling all nighters from Ish'ai all the way to Suho, like it's a long time. You probably look back and you're like, how did I even do that? But I think that's the reward of fasting because Allah says he rewards the fasting person the reward of good deeds and that's multiplied multiplied 10 times and also one of the gates of paradise is for the people who fasted and that was narrated by um Salha radiallahu anha and who um the prophet sallallahu said that there's there's a gate of paradise in paradise called arayan which is for the people who observe their fast so i think although it is difficult like Lala Rook has just commented I can relate sis the struggle of exams during Ramadan is the worst it is a big struggle and it is very difficult but I think it's also doable and for Ramadan in Covid which we've also asked the viewers how is your Ramadan how was your Ramadan different in Covid I personally I enjoyed Ramadan in Covid um I mean, obviously now it's a bit better because the restrictions have lessened and people can go to the mosque to pray, tarawih and stuff. But as a university student, I really enjoyed having that time and that freedom to move and do as I wanted to. Like, of course, I still had to do like uni work, but it wasn't like you have to be at uni for 9am and you don't finish till like 5pm. Like I was able to break up my day and ensured that I still have a lot of times for the acts of worship. So I personally enjoyed it and I'm still enjoying it because unis aren't back um, in person yet. So I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, Jazakallah here for that insight, Ikram. Um, I think something else to add to that as well, because you mentioned that some people don't fast because of exams and 
you know, we've got to remember as well that during the time of the Prophet, when the command of fasting came down, um, this was at the time just before the Battle of Badr. And some of the Muslims who were fighting in the Battle of Badr actually fasted. So, like, could you imagine, like, that's not really an excuse if, you know, if if your exams are the reason why you're not fasting. There were Muslims in the Battle of Badr, soldiers fighting, and yet they still fasted in the month of Ramadan. So, yeah, um, and we actually have a comment here from Amna, um, which says, I find it tougher during COVID as I'm not as busy, but I have time for ibadah, which I never used to get, alhamdulillah. And yeah, that's true. To be honest, I feel like my day is so like squished nowadays because of the amount of things that I have going on in my life. But um, last year, when I wasn't as busy as I have been this year, last year when you know, COVID was happening and it was the month of Ramadan. I did find it really difficult as well, personally, because for me, a lot of the ibadah that I do is communal. So I go to the masjid and I pray tarawih in the masjid. But obviously last Ramadan, I wasn't able to do that. So praying tarawih at home, that was very difficult. Um, so, yeah, I've, I actually um i found it very hard to pray but then at the same time it kind of reminded me that maybe i should actually look deeper within myself and am i having the right intentions you know when i'm going to pray because if i can't do it by myself like at home I should be able to do it in by myself. I mean, if I can do it in public, like at a masjid, then I should be able to do it by myself. But I was finding it very difficult. I will say as well, part of that is because, you know, when you pray at the masjid and the congregational prayer, it is motivational. And not just that, the way that the um, imam recites the Quran is different to how I recite it. And I really enjoy like just listening to the Quran. So yeah, I I do like see that side of it, but I don't know, like I found it quite difficult personally. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have anything you'd like to add to that as well. Yeah, so I just wanted to add about like the whole not fasting thing about exams. Like like Ikram and I said, we've both been there and it is a struggle. And like just remember that like fasting is about patience and we are rewarded for like our struggles. You know, Allah won't be telling us to fast and he wouldn't make it compulsory if he didn't think that we were capable of doing it. You know, it is like there are specific reasons why you're not allowed to fast and having exams is not one of them. Um, I think like I personally saw quite a few Muslims um, like about two years ago when I had my GCSEs to sit um, during Ramadan. Um, I saw quite a lot of Muslims like with the hijab on, like eating in the middle of like the cafeteria and during the streets and stuff, not during the streets, like at the bus stop and stuff like that, um, which I don't think. Like, I just think it should be avoided because not only are you showing people that you're not fasting, but you're going to give other people the impression that fasting um, during exams is not compulsory, which obviously you don't want to do because, like, it, it's not something that you should be kind of 
um, reinforcing because it's not something that we've been told we can do, if that makes sense. Like you shouldn't be encouraging other people to not fast by showing that you aren't and using um, exams as an excuse. So I just wanted to add that in and just remember that like, like, um, like we can we can do it, you know, if that makes sense. But yeah, I just wanted to add that real quick. I agree with you, um, Rakenia. It is definitely something that we can do. And I think it's also important to remember as Muslims that if it's not exams, um, when you move up, you're going to say that it's work. And if it's not work, you're going to say that it's something else. Like these are like our inner like battles and whisperings that we just have to overcome because if we make an excuse for one thing, if we make an excuse, oh, like, oh, I have exams, then next time it's going to be like, oh, I have to go to work or oh, I have to do this and oh, I have to, do, and then eventually you're just not going to do it. So we have to be like the way they said, I really liked what um, the way they said that last year in COVID, it forced her to like do a lot of self reflection. Like, that's one of the reasons why we have Ramadan, it's to reflect. So we have to really like, do a lot of self-reflection and like pull ourselves back because what we find in Ramadan is that it is as it as as, as much as we love to say that oh it's shaitan it's the whisperings of shaitan we actually find that maybe it was the whisperings of shaitan but eventually these things have become habits so part of Ramadan you know is reflecting and breaking those bad habits that we've built up over the years so jazakallah for all of that sisters um what about this okay now we're going to go on to goals and the audience please feel free to tell us if you have any ramadan goals that you want to achieve this year and we're going to ask sonia what what are some of your ramadan goals jazakallah okay sister well this year um i've pretty much went back to basics um because since coming for as a new mom i sort of felt like i lost my way a little bit so for me it was sort of making sure that i was praying on time and not really like, not delaying it because i felt really guilty it was something that i would talk to my husband about like i'm feeling really bad that i'm delaying it because he's fussing or he's upset or maybe he's hungry you know and I was as a new mom everything's new and everything so I there's a lot of things that I learned and I did alhamdulillah I learned that if he's fussing a little bit he's going to be okay if I go and pray for a little bit you know um also as well to read the Quran um I wanted to be able to this year to be able to focus on that um, and read it a lot more um even if it's a, a page a night or an ayah a night that that that's okay and I've all I've said I've told myself you know that it's okay if I don't fully complete it um as long as I've got the intention to, then that that's okay. Um, Allah knows my intentions, um, but I'm not going to stress myself out out with it, um, because because I know if I do, then it'll it'll really like make me feel like guilty and bad and things. It'll just put me in a um in a really bad mental state. So I don't want to put too much on myself. Um, so that's one thing. Also, being able to um do innovations, being able to learn them as well. Um, I don't know, like I've got a book called The Fortress um, for Muslims, um, which has like little innovations on, which I want really, really want to learn. Um, that's my next step as well as uh, one of my goals that I set. Um, also as well, I've got a list of doors that I want to do um, to be able to be able to do that. Um, so I've set like small goals this year. I think especially having my husband and my, and my son here, um, everything has changed. Um, alhamdulillah. So I've I've set I've set some small ones, but hopefully, inshallah, I'll be able to get through them this Ramadan. And if not, I, I have the intention to be able to carry on outside of Ramadan as well. So yeah, I've I've went back to basics really.
Jazakallah for telling us that, Sonia. And I have some of the same goals as you. So one of my main goals is to finish the Quran via like reading and read both the Arabic and the translation because I think a lot of the times we focus a lot on the Arabic and the Tajweed which obviously is very very good but we also don't actually focus on what is the meaning of what we are reading and I've also started a Quran journal so um, when I'm reading and if there's an ayah that really resonates with me or a particular ayah that I want to mark I actually write it down so I'm compiling a journal the another goal that I have I have a goal like you it's not from Fortress of a Muslim but I have another um dua book just a little one and I want to memorize all the duas in them I'm already like almost done I only have a couple left um and they're the longer ones I've been putting them off so I want to memorize them all as well as the translations the meaning of them as well so that I know what to say what about you Raweda what are some of your Ramadan goals yeah, so actually, before I say my own goals, I'm actually going to read some of the comments here because we've got a lot of um, people commenting their own goals. Um, so I'm just going to go through some of them. So um, Blue Seas here says, read the full Quran with understanding. And then Mariam O says, I've officially started studying the Quran. My goal is to actually understand Islam and, and what Allah wants from me mashallah very nice goals um listening to hamza's den and pondering soul reading quran helps too mashallah so very nice mashallah so yeah there's a lot of goals related to the quran and obviously this is like quite an obvious thing to do because the this is the month where the quran was revealed so yeah for me as well I want to recite the Quran and finish the Quran by the end of Ramadan, inshallah. Um, I think as well, another thing that I want to do is to um, is to uh, finish. I started this Arabic course when last year, um, pre-COVID, and unfortunately, it was cut off. Um, midway through and we moved it online and when it was moved online I stopped attending the classes so I've still got the big book um, of learning Quranic Arabic like learning how to understand it and I just want to go through that by myself and learn Arabic and hopefully by the end have an understanding of the Quran that's a little bit deeper than just reading a translation from the from a book you know so yeah those are my main goals and obviously praying tarawih and um yeah that's it mainly Rukaya, what about you do you have many goals this year um, yeah, I do have a couple of goals, but just before I do, I, I saw a comment um, that said, major goal with the Quran will be choosing a theme. Mine is diversity and respect of dignity and others and work on fulfilling to make links between, um, I've lost the quote, oh no, between my activities and this theme. Um, someone else said, my goal for this Ramadan by Love Lioness. Um, my goal for this Ramadan is to start reading the Quran, understanding what I'm reading. May the Almighty Allah make it easier for all of us. Um, I mean, inshallah. Um, so as for my goals, I think one to kind of like stay away from that for 
um, a bit would be like to really kind of stay away from like socials and technology because I think I spent like quite a bit of time on my phone pre-Ramadan and just in general so having a bit of a cleanse would be healthy and really make sure that I focus on like all the other comments and stuff like that we've got from other people's goals um which also relates to kind of like my next goal because like fixing my sleep schedule like it comes earlier the importance of that um I started like sleeping quite late before Ramadan so I'm trying to really like make sure I sleep on time and because I found myself getting just really like um low energy during the day so I'm trying to do those things but as for like the Quran as you said it's so important to make sure that we're reading it and as for my goal I'm going to try and like learn the translations of more surahs inshallah like I know a couple already um but I think like learning understanding the meaning of it would really increase like my khushu and prayer as well and that's like the most important thing like, as someone else said earlier from a comment that you read out like to really know like what Islam wants from you and stuff like that so it would be really important to make sure that translation is just as important as um the tajweed and the like all that sort of stuff as well but those are my main goals inshallah like we all achieve ours Yes, Jazakallah. And like we said, no goal is too small. Like those are some of our main goals. You may have other ones that are just literally things like giving someone a compliment or smiling at strangers. No goal is too small or too big, inshallah. So now we're gonna go on to like more of like planning our normative things and like what a day in our life looks like. So we're gonna ask the audience as well, tell us what does a day in Ramadan look like for you so far? I know we're only like not even up to a week in, but Alhamdulillah, like we still wanna know. And so I'm gonna start off with Sonia. So what has a day in Ramadan been looking like for you so far? Um, So far, um, a day in my life consists of, um, waking up for suhoor um, I don't really eat a lot for suhoor um, just because I'm sometimes I'm still full from iftar but I'll like have a date or whatever, like a banana or, or some cereal even just to get something in and then um, water as well because it's really important um, and then go out then um, pray for and then go to sleep and then my little one would wake up between seven and eight he needs he needs some food as well so I'll prepare his food and then at the moment I'm sort of decorating so I'll go in the morning to do that and then I'll come back for to pray the second prayer um, and then I would try and read some Quran and um, when I can and um, before the little one is get, gets his next meal um, and then once he has done that I'll make sure that I'm I've sort of like my prayer mat and everything's ready and the Quran's there ready um for the third prayer of the day um and i'll try and make sure my little one's food everything's prepped and ready for him um and then sort of after the second prayer i would try and fit in preparing for the food for the night time whether it's me cooking or my stepmom cooking um and then after after what i'll do is then i then prepare my little one little one's food um, between four and five and then after that I would help my stepmom with any cooking and also like washing dishes and things um, and then just before Maghrib I will try and go through my planner and um, which I've set and um, see to update it with um, which verses of the Quran which page I'm on and everything um, and then see what doors I need to do and um, some innovations as well um, and try if I can do some extra prayers and also then get help from my husband as well to look after the little one so and then after Iftar um, again, just sitting with family, just catching up with everybody and trying to encourage everyone to make sure everyone's prayed, that everyone um, is ready or what ask they what, what they want for the next day, things like that. So that's like a typical day at the moment for us. So, yeah. 
Well, mashallah, you sound very, very busy. Um, but yeah, alhamdulillah, my day is actually very different because as I said, I've shifted my schedule so that I can do my tarawih prayers at night. So actually what I'm going to do is start with um, tarawih. I feel like this, no, start with breaking my fast. <laughs> so I'm going to start my day at night and I feel like it makes more sense if I put it in this order. So the first thing I do is break my fast at iftar time. And then after that, inshallah, I've got like a one, two hour break until um, Tarawih. And then I go to the masjid and I pray Tarawih at the masjid. And I come back at about one o'clock in the morning. And I actually use that time between coming back from Tarawih and just half an hour before Suhoor to study because I am a student so I need to study and I've actually got quite a lot of coursework due right now so I'm kind of busy getting that done. So after I've studied until Suhoor, I eat my Suhoor and then I sleep from Fajr um, until midday. So I still get my six to eight hours of sleep, alhamdulillah. And then after that, I wake up and I recite my Quran. I do my dhikr. I do everything that, you know, all my ibadah for the day. And then I go to work or I study until iftar time. And then again, the cycle continues. So yeah, my day is kind of shifted. I don't really sleep at night. I sleep after Fajr, but I still get my nighttime sleep in. So Alhamdulillah. What about you, Ikram? How do you plan your day during Ramadan? Okay, if you guys can see my face, I have a massive smile on my face because everyone who knows me knows that I love to make plans. <laughs> so, um, for me, I still go to the gym during Ramadan. Um, I think this Ramadan, I'm really focusing on like health, so like physical health as well as spiritual health. So um, I'm still going to the gym during Ramadan, but I'm just reducing the amount of times that I go. So I'm aiming to go like three to four times a week currently. And I'm also back at work as well, which is very different. This is one of the first times that I am actually working and studying during Ramadan. And my job is quite a demand is quite demanding because there's a lot of walking and standing. So like in a day, I can I can take like over ten thousand steps. So if I'm if I'm not going to work that day after Fajr and Suhoor, like you, Rueda, I go back to sleep, and then I wake up a bit earlier though. I wake up around ten thirty to eleven a.m. because I'm a morning person personally, so I work better during the day. And I don't want Ramadan, I don't want uh, my my sleep to steal my Ramadan for me. So I still get enough sleep, but I just try to make sure that I'm not sleeping too much. And that's all I'm doing. So I still wake up around like relatively early. So I wake up around 10, 30, 11 a.m. Then I study till Zul and then I pray. And then if I, if I feel up to it, I, I sometimes go for a walk. I aim to go for a walk to like break up the time that I'm studying or I just carry on studying. And then before Asr, like about 
half an hour to an hour before I stop studying and I do some Quran or some um, Islamic reading or some type of zikr or reflection and then I pray my asr and then I will either have a nap or read more Quran but if I can nap I always try to nap and I'll nap to like an hour or half an hour before iftar then I go down and I make um, iftar and suhoor I do that at the same time and then I break my fast I pray then I go to the gym then I come back home and then I pray because the mosques except for one mosque that I know but I think that's for students only um tarawih isn't happening for females they haven't made um, space for females so then I come back home I pray I read some more Quran and then I do and then I sleep till suhoor um on the days, because I did say that there's one mosque that is doing Tarawih prayer for females, so on the days that I'm going to Tarawih, instead of going to the gym, I break my fast and then I go to Tarawih first and then I go to the gym. But I honestly think the first two days of Ramadan were very difficult for me because I had work in the morning, so I had to get up by 7.30 and go to work. But Alhamdulillah, I still managed to do everything. and. Um, I know it's not feasible for a lot of people my like plan but alhamdulillah I can drive so moving around is a lot safer for me in that aspect and my brother and my father are also out and they go to Tarawih and I know as well some girls are actually doing that are like moving together so two girls that I know one of them drives both of them so they go around together and they come home together so that's what um, a day in my Ramadan has been going and someone and someone has commented um, Henry Abdullah, Alhamdulillah, we still have a lot of possibilities for doing good deeds while we still have time. We reach to Ramadan, time this year, still being alive, and it's a possibility to hit a gold mine, which is very, very true. And someone else commented that she goes to the gym in Ramadan. No, I think it is possible. I know everyone's different. Some people like to go to the gym before they break their fast, but personally, I couldn't do that. I would not have any energy at all. So that's what a day in my life has been like so far um what about you Rikaya? I don't know how you do it honestly going to the gym sounds like a nightmare for me and honestly mashallah because honestly I just couldn't but um I saw a comment actually from Mariam that said I don't know what I'm doing daily anymore and let me tell you that my like day in Ramadan is not going to be as like laid out as you guys um I don't know like I feel like every day just kind of comes as it is and I have kind of been planned ahead um because I haven't started my revision yet for uni that starts in like a week or so so this could like what I'm doing right now is going to change soon because I'm going to have to start revising and fitting that in as well so right now I feel like I just kind of wake up on time like usually quite a couple of hours before Dhuhr and kind of just wake up and um, there's these stuff to do around the house it's like hoovering or like getting rid of dishes from suhoor or whatever it might be so just a couple of hours spending that and then pre Dhuhr I'll read Quran and then um after Dhuhr I don't know about you guys but we have like specific surahs that we've been told are like good to read at during like a good to read after each salah um i don't know if you guys know about that but that's what that's what we've been doing so there's after every salah the specific surah that's kind of like recommended um so we have that after every prayer as well um afternoon you kind of spent like kind of just um with the family planning out our day um planning out like the food that we're gonna eat and then we kind of start cooking a couple of hours before um asr and then a lot of it kind of like if it's like frying and stuff like that we'll do after asr because there is quite it's like two hours or so between asr and maghrib so we've got like a bit of time to make sure that um 
like we're getting the food done and we're also like not tiring ourselves out by being in the kitchen for like a really long period of time but like you both said it's so important to kind of help each other out around the house around the kitchen because um yeah I don't know about you guys but my mom is like an overthinker so she'll always be like is this food enough like is everyone going to be full and it's just like it can be easy for mums and parents and stuff like that to get carried away in the kitchen thinking that they need to make like more dishes and whatnot because of whatever reason so it's important to kind of like help each other out make sure that you're making enough food but like not too much food um we also make um so hard food with iftar food that way like we don't have to cook or wake up earlier to to eat um at like 3 a.m or whatever it is but yeah then the evening between like like i said between us and maghrib is usually just um, finishing off cooking uh, clean the kitchen to make sure that as soon as um we're finished praying maghrib we can just come down and eat and then the gap between like maghrib and um isha we kind of just spend the living room just chilling talking uh stuff like that but yeah that's what like my day looks like i've been sleeping on time alhamdulillah like after isha um i'm not kind of like doing what i used to do in exam seasons where i stay up but i feel like i'm gonna do that i'm more of a night person you said you're more of a morning person Ikram, but i think the night time works best for me for a vision so i think planning ahead i'm gonna like try and um like revise between um Aisha and Suhoud maybe that could change I might change it up this time and try and revise in the morning I feel that's probably better for my sleep schedule I don't know we'll see inshallah but like I said I'm just kind of taking each day as it comes and I'm going to try and plan ahead for next week where I'm going to be um revising inshallah wow jazakallah I think also this like really shows how there's no like right way to do anything especially to do Ramadan like obviously like do it well but there's no like correct way to to perform your Ramadan like in terms of like your schedule or your goals that like, everyone is different and everyone has different goals and it's and everyone's schedule should be unique to them so I think it's really fascinating like some of us are morning people some of us prefer to work in the night um some of us have like work or uni or other responsibilities like Sonia so subhanAllah like I think I just find that very fascinating and even reading the comments as well seeing what some people do during um Ramadan or what they prefer or what they're aiming to do I think it's I think it's very amazing mashallah to see but yeah yeah, I just wanted to point out as well um, this comment here by Swali um, that says a shake in the morning would do before he said something about no needing, no need to cook. And I actually really agree with that. Um, I think it's better to have things simple. I know in the past, my mom used to go all out in Ramadan. It used to be a massive feast in my house. However, now, like, we've all agreed to like cut down on food because ramadan isn't about food in fact it's about the opposite like we're supposed to abstain from food and drink and it's about gaining taqwa to allah the food is just a you know a secondary kind of thing so yeah we always this year and previous years we've actually really simplified it down and we've cooked things that are really simple and quick and easy to make and yeah even for iftar sometimes i literally just have i mean for suhoor i just have cereal or something small like oats and it's filling but it's still um something really beneficial um so yeah um Ifran, I, would you like to add something 
Yeah, just before we close, in relation to the food, I think, um, yes, do whatever is easier for you, but just make sure that you are eating at suhoor. Like, alhamdulillah, if a shake fills you up at suhoor, then that is great. But if a milkshake does not fill you up at suhoor, then that is also great to eat foods. I think at suhoor it's more important to eat foods that fill you up and will last you throughout the day and make sure that you are able to complete all your deeds, whether that's a shake, whether that's a porridge, whatever will make you, will sustain you throughout the day. And um, before we close, we just also wanted to say that because it is Ramadan, there'll be a lot of other sister-led shows occurring throughout the week. Um, for example, tomorrow at Saturday, um, someone tell me the time. I think it's tomorrow, Saturday at 11, there will be a show called Reads. I think what? it's 12. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. It's 12. It's 12. Yes. Yeah, so for example, tomorrow at 12, there will be a show called Reads led by sisters. And that will also happen on Sunday at 12. Throughout the week, there is um, a show called Niqabi Diaries, which happens at five o'clock. And another show led by another sister about women in Islam. The timetable is up on our Facebook um this is the channel at our facebook you can see the timetable there'll be a lot of sister-led shows occurring during ramadan so we hope you also tune into those as well and just yeah so tune in on newcastle fast fm search up youtube the facebook the instagram we also post this stream to twitter so do like tune into those and twitch um, so yeah, do tune into those, inshallah, and hopefully we all benefit from this month's schedule of weekly shows, daily shows. Assalam. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Sorry, um, I was going to say yeah, um, alhamdulillah, like plenty of things to look forward to and um, tune in for. Um, so inshallah, you guys all do that as well. And I just wanted to say that, like, in relation to what I was saying earlier about the kitchen and stuff, a lot of us do spend a lot of time in the kitchen preparing foods and stuff, but that doesn't mean that we can't be, like, gaining rewards while doing it. Um, I just wanted to put this up before I close real quick. Um, like, dhikr, like, just the remembrance of Allah to seek his, like, protection, his guidance and his blessing. Like, just saying, like, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, um, while you're cooking and stuff like that um, can be really beneficial as well and still making sure that you're earning rewards Um while you're doing something that's kind of like non-religious at the same time um so yeah there was that as well that i wanted to say but um yeah so that concludes today's topic and i hope that this was beneficial to anyone listening thank you to everyone that tuned in and participated in the discussion and a special thank you to sonia for joining us um we really have appreciated you having on the show it's been amazing and um, to be part of it thank you so much for having me Oh, thank you for coming and joining us and inshallah we'll be back as usual on friday at 5 p.m um so do tune in next week as well inshallah so assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh